He is back. It's Ricky Lambert. He's coming to Molyneux. Watch out, Wolves fans. Hello and welcome to episode 33. It's the ENS Football Podcast. 33, all the threes. That's why we've got three. That's count it. One, two, three special guests this week. First of all, in place of the departed Tim Spears, who's on a much-needed eight-day break to get over abuse of the week, it is Mr. Luke Hatfield. Luke, how's it going? Good, mate. Good. Refreshed from my holiday and re- replacing Tim for one week. One week. One week only. Uh, West Brom, Matt Wilson. Good to have you back. Now you're becoming a regular. You're starting to enjoy it, getting your, getting your feet wet. I like it. I wouldn't say I'm enjoying it, but... Okay. Yeah, good to be back. <laughs> well, he, Tim's not here this week, so you've got a chance to win the quiz, hopefully, finally. <laughs> one one win, hopefully. We'll see how that goes on. And we've got a VIP, well, I say VIP special guest. Everyone's a special guest on this show. But back for the second time. Slightly controversial circumstances the first time due to uh, one of the most embarrassing quiz quizzes ever. Getting um, a, a Cardiff City question completely wrong in the start of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Killing the an hour and a half of work it took me to sort out that quiz. <laughs> It's Lee Sanders, everyone. Welcome, Lee Sanders. Please don't quiz me again. Please do not quiz me again. We've we've, we've got quizzes later on, and I mean multiple versions, multiple versions of quizzes. Uh, Luke, West Coast America, holiday, been gone for a couple of weeks, how was it? It was great, mate, it was great. Enjoyed the weather. Uh, of course, I was keeping up with the football whilst I was gone. Very impressive. Saw the um, podcast as well. You put a couple of tweets up for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I went to uh, LA, uh, San Fran, Vegas. Unbelievable, isn't it? Oh, yeah, right. Incredible scenes. All the time missing Wolverhampton, of course. So, uh, <laughs> happy to be back. Well, it was, to be fair, you arranged that well in the middle of the season as well. That's always great to have a little two-week vacay in the middle of the season. Yeah, I must admit, I did feel bad for you uh, covering all the football by yourself uh, with all the reporters <laughs> at the different grounds. But uh, at the same time, it was a nice little break to see you, uh, see you sweating um, on Twitter and uh, doing Pro- all the games. So. Properly, first, properly. first time for everything. I there suppose. is a first time, absolutely. Yeah, that was just going to do a run beforehand. Um, so four of us today. Um, some might say a fatal four-way. Do we get the? Do we get why it's a fatal four-way? No, no. Go on. WrestleMania yeah, this weekend. Some wrestling. Yeah. Some wrestling. Oh, WrestleMania. Wrestling. Oh. See, I don't know what that is because I'm not. Oh, un- no. I'm not under Come sixteen. On, guys. So. Under sixteen. Yeah. I've been to three WrestleManias. You're not a big fan now. You don't remember no. back in the day? You didn't have like a, the Attitude mm. Era and stuff. Like, maybe. I used to watch it back then. What were you like, Hitman Heartwise or? No, Kane. Okay. I, was, I was a massive Kane fan before, really? he, before he took the mask off, yeah. But yeah, no, then he went after that, didn't he? Yeah. He turned into a Spurs striker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> did, 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 did you not seem to, you know, kind of like, we not like play Royal Rumble on the bed and stuff like that with all your friends? And, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a different, it's a different podcast altogether. I must admit, I'm on Matt's side. When I was, when I was you know, in school and maybe 12 years old, yeah, I was, I was loving it. But like, I kind of grew out of it when I realised that none of it was really legit. See how we, we just like boxing, you know. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oof. Oof. Dearing There's me. Uh, uh, we're supposed to be going for a weekend away to actually to Wales this weekend. Oh. And on Sunday, Monday, uh, to Port Merion. Heard of Port Merion? Yeah. Nice place? Yes, very. Well I've cancelled that now because WrestleMania's <laughs> on. So I'm, uh, I'm I've kinda sold it. Sure the show WrestleMania in North Wales. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah Wait, do they so, have yeah. the internet in North Wales? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah, it's controlled by hamsters in wheels. Oh, <laughs> right. Um, so, so basically, and there's no set structure today because I thought it's a bit of a free for all, a bit of a no holes barred, false count anywhere yeah. kind of a podcast. Um, so we're just going to back and forth, and we'll finish off with the quiz. But really, it's just um, when you want to let rip, let rip, basically, I guess. Um, but let's go internationals, <laughs> international week. Um, Jake Livermore, come on. <laughs> Sorry. An England international. Nobody else let rip, by the way. It's, just, <laughs> it's a small room in here. Uh, yeah, Jake Livermore. Yeah. Um, did anyone watch the England game? <laughs> uh, I didn't watch the friendly. No, I watched I it 20 watch minutes. I saw the first half of the friendly against Germany. Um, and I thought he did all right, to be fair. A lot of national media were, were saying that he, he played poorly. I saw him misplace one pass, maybe. But I thought he did okay. What, did he make an impact on the game, though? Or was it just... Uh, um, it's hard in a friendly though, I guess. It's difficult in a friendly. It's also difficult um, against Germany, you know, world champions. I know they had a very uh, weak team out, didn't they? It was basically Lukas Podolski and the kids. Mm. They treated him as a testimonial, weren't they? Um, I think he did all right, though. Um, I must admit, I watched the Lithuania game, and I, I think he played better than Oxlade-Chamberlain did in that game. I thought mm. yeah. Oxlade-Chamberlain, who came in for him in that sort of holding midfield role, 
was his passing was wayward. I, I don't know what. Um, it's not his game at all. Yeah, it's it's, not, it's a nice know. position. Well, apparently he's been playing there for Arsenal, hasn't he? So yeah. I think I think Livermore's just about done enough to keep himself in the squad because you've got Ward Prowse probably behind him. I would say mm. Oxley Chamberlain is probably ahead of him. Uh, but only just, and then you've got Jordan Henderson to come in. So one of those three is going to come out, um, and I think Liverpool's probably just done enough. But great that they seem to have broken the mould. Like I think, like we touched on on last podcast with Michael Keane, Ben Gibson coming through these unfashionable clubs that maybe West Brom might, you know, Tony Pulis and, and might be able to, to bring a few more in through the yeah. Years, the, well, the only other person that that really is standing stands a chance at the moment is Craig Dawson, um, but he's obviously quite far down the pecking order with Ben Gibson going in. Um, when when Smalling and Jones got injured, but um, you know Dawson's been fantastic. But I do think he needs to move inside to his preferred position at centre back if he's going to be considered for England. I think you look at Michael Keane and Ben Gibson; those they're, they're very two very good young defenders, and you can see why they've been called up and deservedly so. I thought Keane was fantastic against yeah, the very Ukraine, good. Actually, I, I had. Uh... I had a few Hull City fans not very happy saying that he'd been picked, picked for England now and that uh, Hull City's not getting any of the credit. Do you think that maybe Hull City should get some of the credit or do you think maybe it's West Brom and the way he's progressed under Pulis? Jake Livermore, mm-hmm. I would say Hull City deserve a lot of credit for that. I mean, he's been he's been brilliant since he's arrived, but he has only been here since January. He's only played a few games. So yeah. I think Hull deserve plenty of credit, yeah. Been really good since he's arrived, uh, and Albion. We talked about breaking this top six, and they're getting beat by the top six. They were stunning against Arsenal. Then I go to Manchester United. I mean, a lot of people talk about you know like a, a no lose situation, but I guess especially with where where Albion are in the table, going to United with, with plenty of injuries around you know and suspensions with Ibrahimovic and Rooney etc. That this is kind of like a you know. A free one for them. It is a free hit, I suppose, if you look at it like that. United are unbeaten in 18 in the league, so they're they're pretty good. And uh, we spoke to uh, Tony Pulis this week, and he said actually they should have had they should have won more of those games than they have. They've drawn quite a few, and we've been watching them, and they've been fantastic. They just can't put their chances away because they've only really got Ibrahimovic, who scores goals in that team. Um, I know I know other players chip in, but Ibrahimovic has, has, has borne the brunt of it. And yeah, they. They're going to be um, they're going to be smarting from a few injuries and, and obviously Zlatan and, and uh, Herrera I think are both suspended, so it's a free hit. Also, they've beaten they've won at Old Trafford two out of the last three seasons, so they can draw on that experience. They know what what it takes to win there. Um, I still think it's going to be really difficult though because that that team is is not only full of stars but it's also uh, on a bit of a roll now. You you've always got the added uh, incentive I think for Albion. There's a few players that always go back as well to Old Trafford, yeah. the likes of Fletcher, Evans, and of course they all then... Yeah, Ben Foster too. Foster, yeah. Uh, they all raise their game, don't they? Well, I think they, they know what it's like playing there. And I don't think it's daunting for Evans, Fletcher or Foster, or, or maybe even some of the more experienced players now, like McCauley, who's, who's been around a bit. I don't, think they're that, I don't think they're that daunted by the prospect of playing at Old Trafford, you know, in front of 70,000 people. I think they're fine with it. So, yeah, they can draw on that experience. They've won there recently... I th- yeah, there's no reason why they can't go there and get a result, um, especially if if these players are injured. Although, be interesting to see what, how injured Pogba really is, how injured mm. Fellaini really is, because they're both with, withdrawn from the international setups. So um, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Someone who's might be injured might play. I'm not quite sure what's the latest on Matt Phillips. Matt Phillips has had an injury setback. Basically, he he was did have this hamstring problem, but it's now uh, the Albion medical team are now concerned about his tendons. Um, so he's probably going to miss this weekend. It's a bit frustrating for for Pulis, who who's, who thought he might be available for the Everton game, which was two week over two weeks ago. Mm. Um, but it, you know, somebody of his power and pace, when you get a muscle injury, you just have to be really careful because if you you know if he puts on the afterburners, it's not like me clocking around midfield. <laughs> it's he's actually he's fully testing his his hamstrings, so then they need to be hundred percent ready. Um, and the medical team got stung earlier this season when they, when they brought Johnny Evans back a bit too early, and then he, he had to sit out again. Did the same problem um, on his calf, so they've learned from those mistakes, and, and they like to keep them out um, for longer. But I saw a stat today actually that West Brom have had um, the fewest uh, number of uh, days with people injured in the Premier League than anybody else. Basically, they've got the best injury record in the league. So the, the, the medical team are obviously doing something right because it's it's a small squad and they all play quite a lot of quite a lot of games in that team. Yeah. Salomon Rondon got off the mark finally for Venezuela. Um, internationally, he's been in a bit of a goal drought. Now, 
can we expect him to start at Old Trafford or are we going to get the the Hal Robson-Carnu show? Well, I think Robson-Carnu is going to start at Old Trafford. Um, He's been away as well in Trafford. Pulis hinted at that earlier this week. Um, Robson-Carnu was back in on Tuesday. Rondon's not back in until Thursday. Yeah. Um, and they've got a game against Watford three days after United. So he said he's going to mm-hmm. use the squad. So um, And based on what Robson Cohen did against Arsenal, I would be. I think it's, I think it's a pretty safe bet that Robson Cohen will start against United and Rondon will start against Watford. And I think that's the sensible way of uh, approaching these two games. One person, before, just before we move on to Wolves, one person who, who won't be playing at Old Trafford, but I think goes with everybody's best wishes, is Jonas Olsen. Yeah, yeah, he won't. He's uh, gone off to Sweden now. Um, nine fantastic years at the club. Um, I think all Albion fans will wish him well. He's been a top pro. He's been a, he's been brilliant. I mean, people, don't let the last sort of season and a half cla- yeah. where he's he has looked a bit off the pace cloud exactly what he's done with the club. He's 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 been the rock at the heart of the defence that has established this club in the Premier League. Um, I think there were some stats flying around that if you look at. Um, a few seasons ago, Albion won so many more games whenever Olsen was playing than, than when he didn't. And even last season, um, when when perhaps he, he did look start, it looked like his sort of ability was on the wane, or at least his legs had started to go, or, or Albion had moved on, or the Premier League had moved on, or whatever you want to whatever you want to say. He still played over thirty games, yeah. and he still you know there was a few memorable um, performances in there, like Everton away when he was man of the match and 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 flicked on the um, the ball for uh, for Rondon to score. You know, he, he he was the one thing he was was he was a warrior and he put everything into every single game, mm-hmm. and that always endears you to the fans. Yeah, good luck, Jonas. I uh, hope the Swedish season goes well for you. On to a small game at Molyneux, Wolverhampton Wanderers against Cardiff City. <laughs> Three wins in a row, looking for four on the bounce. Not what was the problem? Absolutely excited, Costa Cavallero with a with I guess one of one maybe Vyman up front. Uh, three-pronged attack. Things looking rosy. Two home games on the bounce, Luke. They are. Um, it's weird. Wolves are, Wolves are kind of in that position now where they're in between that relegation battle and and kind of they're not going to get anywhere near the playoffs now, realistically. They're, it's one of them where as long as they avoid that kind of that scrap at the bottom now between them clubs, the, their season's basically over. They're going to kind of have to prepare for next season. Lambert's going to have to look at the squad. Uh, see which players he's really going to stick with and which ones he's going to kind of kick out of the club really uh, they've obviously got a big squad they didn't get rid of all the players they wanted to in January and they've got a couple of winnable games coming up obviously Cardiff no offence Lee uh, is a game which they'll be looking to win and they'll be looking to continue this good form <laughs> no he's sitting right next to you no offence no, no, sorry he's bigger than you mate um, yeah, uh, as is the club but then after that of course they've got Nottingham Forest Bristol City uh, if Wolves do get you know the, the results that they want out of those games you'd think that they're pretty pretty safe uh, there's a number of clubs below them which aren't looking like they're going to turn it around, so to speak. Yeah, well, they're five, five points off the drop, game in hand, superior goal difference. I mean, I think I think whether whether they were in trouble or not, I think if they've got beaten by Rotherham those, those three games ago, then I think maybe we might alarm bells might start ringing. I always thought that they would have enough, I think, with the, the games in hand and just the quality of, of players out in the squad. And I think that's, that's proven now. OK, no, I don't think many people saw three wins on the bounce, but I think now that they can they can lay to rest any... any potential lingering relegation fears. Yeah, definitely. Um, as long as, like I said, these three games are important, but the, their running isn't the best. So realistically, they'd want, to, they'd want to pull results out sooner rather than later. They've got the likes of Brighton, Huddersfield, as you said, Derby, Preston, all teams doing really well in the mm. Championship. Oh, well, Derby obviously haven't been doing too well, but now they've got Rowett in, so you think there's going to be an upturn there. Um, Cardiff, of course, going to be a tough test. They didn't. They didn't get any kind of result against them last time they faced them. Cardiff obviously coming away too. Oh, it was a dreadful evening to go all the way there. Oh started, my goodness! Started well. Though. Well, they started fine. It's the score of goal, but the second half was probably one of the worst Wolves performances, bar Rotherham's second half, I guess, at home recently that I've witnessed. It was just incredible. Cardiff didn't even have to work to score the two goals. Did you sample the Cardiff nightlife afterwards? Uh, no, didn't. I have done. Have done jumping jacks um, Car- Cardiff City Centre once back in the uh, that's, heyday. That's a long time ago. Yeah, oh, oh, is it not there anymore now? Oh, Outside God, no. the millennium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gone a long time ago. 
when Borough won the shut uh, down the Carling Cup there. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, probably yeah. Yeah, but of course Cardiff, you know, they're a resolute side. And Lee knows all about that. Obviously, big fan. Um, and Wolves don't typically do well against teams which don't come on to them. And Cardiff... Well, they don't do well against anyone they're playing at home, basically. Well, yeah, of course. But if, if Cardiff sit back and make Wolves attack them and make Wolves have to try and pick them apart, it's not something Wolves have done too well of late at all this season. Um, it's going to be a bit of a struggle. It's going to be one of them tough games for Wolves. Obviously, had them great results against the likes of Brentford and uh, Fulham. But those are the teams which came onto them and forced Wolves, forced Wolves' hand almost. This time, it's going to be a little bit different. And I'm not too sure whether whether Lambert can, can actually unpick that Cardiff defence. So, yeah. what, so what you're saying is it's going to be a rubbish game. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't go and watch it, it's three apart. Well, <laughs> we did think that last year, but then we just started shooting from about 30 yards and each one found the top corner. <laughs> and, uh, is that, it, and all jokes aside though, Lou's got it spot on. We have absolutely no idea from week to week which Cardiff team will turn up. Mm-hmm. will either be very good or very poor. There never seems to be any middle ground. And we've played the teams that that were mentioned there recently and you sh- it should be a case of if Wolves can't beat Cardiff uh, this weekend then neither Forest or Bristol will really offer much right they're both both poor sides uh, neither really has any confidence and Bristol in particular just concede goals for fun but from your point of view Lee Cardiff move on to Cardiff City now thanks Luca but but since Neil Warnock's took over, I mean, he get. I guess people people say he's the Harry Redknapp of the football league, so to speak, mm. as he comes in, turns the club around. But you cannot knock what he's done there. I mean, fantastic turnaround. He must. I'm sure the players are, have come in and done their job, but you still you've got to have a catalyst there, and he, he does something, doesn't he, in a club? It's it's a str- it's strange because we started off on a slow foot. I think he took things very seriously, uh, slowly. Um, the Wolves game you mentioned at home was a good example of that. You know, there was no attacking real threat. Mm-hmm. We were hitting the ball long. Uh, and that ran up really to the beginning of January. Uh, funny enough, Ricky Lambert's last start for the club. Ricky? In the uh, FA Cup third round defeat at home to Fulham, which was woeful. <laughs> at that point, we were all starting to think, you know what, we actually might be in trouble here with or without a new manager. Yeah. And since then, it's completely changed the point of, you know, we went to Derby on Valentine's Day beat them at their own game, one four three in the last minute. Um, we went to Bristol City, were 3-1 down, came back to, sorry, 2-1 down, came back to win that 3-2 in the last five. Um, sometimes we are outplaying teams on their own turf, which before, you know, even, uh, you can look at the home game against Ipswich last time out, we went 1-0 down, which in the past couple of years under the Slade, that's it. You go 1-0 down, you can maybe nick a draw. Came back to win it 3-1. It's, um, I think the biggest thing which he's done is just the positivity. Obviously, people were so negative after everything that happened under Solskjaer, sure, yeah. under Slade, and then Trollope was just, well, he was just a fish out of water. And um, so Warnock's bringing the fans back in. Crowds which were sometimes as low as 10, 11,000 of shooting back up. And uh, other than the Premier League season, our ticket sales so far for next year have been the best in the decade. So long may it continue. So they're playing exciting stuff then? They can do at times. Scoring uh, goals. Yeah. Um, it, again, it all depends on, on who we're playing and the style we're allowed to play. Um, the huge revelation has been Kenneth Sahora. Who yes, I, it has. I was criticising him heavily on, on the last podcast. He, he looked weak for a man of his size. Mm. He looked no confidence at all. And now he's just scoring for fun. And we, the Warnock said before the January window opened, I don't have to go and buy a striker. This guy's going to save me one and a half million. And we were all laughing at that. And he's made us eat our words. So keep it going, Ken. Well, he must be doing something to keep Ricky Lambert out of the team. Well, I yes. think we move on to, to, to Ricky now. And that's to do it perfectly. I think actually <laughs> our, our, our colleague, Mr. Spears, I know will be listening to this. Yes. Um, we'll be looking for some crumbs of comfort, I, I guess, from our Cardiff City expert. And unfortunately for Mr Spears, I hate to do this to you, but as soon as I read this interview, I uh, I thought of you guys. Uh, Lambert's been talking about his injury troubles. Listen to this, Tim. It's It's been his back, and um, before... You, it's been his feet for most of his career, but anyway, carry before on. That's on. That is uncalled for. Sorry. <laughs> um, it, it's it's just emerged that, that what Lambert will earn from his two-year deal with Cardiff, which was kindly handed to him by his former friend Paul Trollope in the summer, right. he's looking at, with wages and bonuses, over two million. Wow! In, in his 24 months, which wow. will probably be his stay if he doesn't leave in the summer. Uh, but recently he did this interview um, 
where I'd just like to highlight some of the comments which which could make Mr. Spears fear for his coffees next year. Lee Sanders, highlight away, please. Uh, he said, as you get older, injuries take their toll. Not just fresh injuries, but ones you've carried through your career too and carried on playing with. I'm 35 years old and I'm still bearing the scars from my own career. My right foot, neck, hip. The war wounds haven't gone away more than a decade on. When you're injured, it frustrates you. The older you are, the more recovery time seems, uh, seems to be needed. Then you get another niggle and you're almost back to square one. It can be terribly irritating. So what that says to me is <laughs> Mr Lambert, despite knowing he had all these troubling niggling injuries in his body, was happy to take the two million. <laughs> yeah. Was happy to take on Tim Spears' bet of six goals this season. More than happy. And uh, he seems to be letting everyone down. Two two appearances in the league this season. I think. Oh, this year. Sorry, this year. Yes. Um, three, if you can count the FA Cup game. Still needs two goals to get. Is he even going to get on the pitch? Can we see him at Molyneux? I think because uh, he'd be on the bench. He was on the bench, he, which which yeah, was a positive. Spirit he is last back week. on the bench. Um, we thought that that Warnock had frozen him out at one point, and all this was a bit of a smokescreen. But it does seem like he is back. Um, he's always ready for the last twenty minutes, should we need him, and. If, say, we are 1-0 down at Molyneux on Saturday, 20 minutes to go, I don't see why Warnock wouldn't switch to a 2 or, or just replace Sohor with Lambert. There is always hope with a guy that knows where the goal is. And we do have one crumb of comfort go on. for Tim. He needs this. Uh, yesterday, being March the 28th, it was seven years to the day that Lambert starred in Southampton's 4-1 thrashing of Carlisle oh. to lift the Johnson's paint trophy at wow. Wembley. The JPT. So if, if he's channeling that spirit, Tim, you might have you might have a chance. I've got my fingers crossed for you, just because I think you said we soon was at 117? £117.42 pence it will cost him <laughs> in Costa Coffees over next season. So... <laughs> <laughs> Lee, can I ask? So Lambert's on two million for two years. That's twenty thousand a week, isn't yes. it? Yes. Is that is that Cardiff's highest paid player? He probably was when he signed. I'd imagine that since Warnock came in and brought in his, his the men, the likes of Bamba, Hoylett, um, that that would have dropped. But I would say at the time he was signed, other than Whittingham maybe and and maybe Manga, yes, he would have been. He's up there. Two appearances. Was yeah. it two appearances? This year. Yeah, two, this two year. in 2017. He started as our number one. Um, Played the first eight or so. Eight what, in goal? Yeah. You thought that. It was an interesting start. And uh, one thing which always stands out is we were way at Burton in October. It was um, it was Trot what turned out to be Trollope's last game. We were woeful. Lost 2-0. <laughs> Uh, Lambert barely had a touch, which to be fair wasn't his own fault. And he came back to defend a corner at one point, and my mate's dad was standing behind me and just screamed at the top of his voice as it fell silent, Ricky, I'm really sorry, it's not normally this bad. To the point where even Lambert started laughing. <laughs> and uh, obviously he wasn't really caring at that point uh, in the game. He should have been striving to get us back in. I think we were only 1-0 down yeah. at that point. And I think then it kind of dawned on people, this is just a payday. Yeah. yeah. Do you not think there's a chance, though, Lee, that given the last couple of games of the season, if there's nothing to play for, could Ricky Lambert be given them last couple of games for Cardiff where they just throw him on and he nicks a couple of goals and Judah's face goes from a <laughs> Cheshire Cat smile to, to uh, well, let's just say flips it upside down and he ends up having to pay this £117 worth of cost of coffee? Do you not think there's a chance that that there, could happen? There is always a chance that that could happen and I hope it does because I still think Lambert has the potential there to be a decent championship signing even at his age. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for him, Warnock does seem to be taking the youth route where we've had people like Mark Harris and Reese Healy getting the bench ahead of him. Mm. Um, that Healy, makes sense, to be fair. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Healy has ruptured his knee ligaments, unfortunately, so that's why we're seeing Lambert back. If he can, if he can take this and uh, you know, grab a couple of goals, maybe one on Saturday, lift his shirt up to reveal a T-shirt underneath with the Costa logo on it, <laughs> then, then, then it would be then, great. Then, then <laughs> I would just stand up and applaud if he had a Costa Coffee logo and then point it to me and, and, and all yes. the podcasts, maybe on the back like a tour mm. that he's listening to. I'd appreciate it. And a baggy's but, crest but, as well, somewhere on yeah, there. Yeah, it's yes. baggy. Has he got one maybe on the bicep? He likes a tattoo, doesn't he, Ricky? Yeah. Likes a tattoo. Great stuff. Right, gentlemen, excellent news. Um, it's time for Massive In this week. Massive In. Massive Where in. are we? Massive In. Spears usually does this segment. I've been drafted in, so it's a quicker segment than normal. Uh, top five countries overall. The Lambert household? 
Uh, the Lambert household is, uh, has got three or four plays this week, yes. Uh, interesting. Uh, United Kingdom, number one, incredibly, mm -hmm. uh, from the listens. Uh, Australia, number two. USA, number three. España, number four. And Canada, number five. Ooh. But we have one new country. Ooh. Ooh. Go on. <laughs> I like that. Very good. We, did, we didn't practice that either. <laughs> Wrong new, one new country this week is Somalia. Wow. Ooh. Somalia. Uh, one play in Somalia this week. Don't know whether they, they pressed the wrong button or hit the wrong link, but there is one play in Somalia. War-torn Eastern African country, um, Somalia. Um, region, um, religion there, gentlemen, anyone? Muslim. Muslim, correct. Um, the, the, the actual definition of Muslim is Sunni Muslim, apparently. Oh, oh. It's warm over there, but it's Sunni, sunny Muslim. Um, the capital of, of Somalia? Mogadishu. Oh, oh, shut up! No, you know. No, I knew it. No, no, I'm not being that. You, see, you must have seen something on the computer. So, I'm not Matt Wilson. Oh, Somebody's oh. been watching Captain Phillips. Incredible. <laughs> Can you name me any of the countries or, or seas, hint, that it, um, that it that surrounded the borders of uh, Somalia? No. No? In Indian Ocean? Indian Ocean, one, oh. there we go. Is it near Eritrea? No, yes. you like that. You've said that a couple of times in the last couple of podcasts. You like Eritrea. Have I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Eritrea. He these things. It's news to me. <laughs> Ethiopia, the Gulf of Arden, and Kenya are the, uh, uh, the borders uh. of it. So you should have got one of them. Population. Ooh, five million. Four. Seven. Teen. Ooh. Ooh, 14. <laughs> yeah. 10.8 million. That means Wilson wins that one, I think, uh. just about, yeah. Yeah. Just about. Yeah, just about that. Yeah, yeah. Seven. Three, seven, oh, three, three point, point eight. Away. Three point two away. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, 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 yeah that's okay. We'll get there eventually, Luke. <laughs> My maths isn't great. Uh, okay, name these cities. Top five cities. Oh, sorry, five, five selected cities where the podcast was played this week. What countries are they in? Eight Mile Plains. Eight Mile Plains? Eight Mile Plains. Aus Australia. America? Australia, oh, correct. Oh, Lee nice. Sanders. Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where we based the film. Ashburn. That's the UK. Yeah, I think, I think the UK. England. I'll go. I'll go with Scotland. Uh, it's Virginia, Virginia, USA. Uh, Ballymena. Scotland. Northern Ireland. Ballymena is Northern. Northern Ireland. Ireland, correct. Northern Ireland, large town in County Antrim. I wouldn't have gone that far. Okay, yeah, but very good. Um, <laughs> Solly Hull. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Miss Hatfield's residence. Solihull. Your residence as well. No, I'm Dorridge. Is it Dorridge part of Solihull? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah I'll, give you, I'll give you that. Yeah, the posh bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. please. Um, and Alhum El Grande. Oh, middle, wow. middle, middle, Mexico. 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 Um, Dubai. Dubai. Can we have it again, please? Yes. Um, I apologise to all the people living in this place. Um, Al-Huamnan El Grande. <laughs> I'm going to go with Saudi Arabia. It's Spain. Uh, over three, though. Over three. Well, thank you very much this week, uh, ladies and gentlemen, who are listening. Uh, 2,152 of you last week. So thank you very much. Let's Massive get to appreciation. Do we still have the record for last time? Um, I mean... No, I think Christmas Special beat it. Did the Christmas Special beat it? Jingle Balls. Jingle Balls it was about nearly 4,000, but yeah. I think it's still a second, so it was a good effort. <coughs> People still replaying them, though. People... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I've got something in my throat. We're going to have the first podcast, Death. Death, absolutely. Um... People still replaying them. We have people who are, who are going on, on podcast ENS football marathons, playing from like 10 to 15 through 20, 25. Safeists. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. No, respect. I, I had a good run around the 15 mark. Yeah, you did. You had a good run, mate. Absolutely. So, happy days. Um, move on to the next segment um, about buying and selling clubs. There's some interesting news coming out of Wolverhampton Wanderers today um, with um, Chief Executive Laurie Dalrymple basically not ruling out major sales uh, of players moving forward with um, the situation with fair play um, and the amount of money they've spent. I think a lot of people will be very anxious of whether they can keep Helder Costa and even Cavallero over the summer. Um, just quoting Laurie Dalrymple, he said that um, in the past, Wolves have already passed FFP comfortably, um, but crucially no longer received the benefit of parachute payments. Um, he was quoted saying, we have invested quite heavily in the squad over the last 10 months, so it will be challenging. It's something that a lot of other championship clubs are facing at the same time, certainly those without parachutes. Um, 
I wouldn't want to be drawn on any particular player. However, uh, saying he's going nowhere, um, basically that everybody is up for sale. Um, he's going nowhere. And then lo and behold, 12 months later, he left talking about Luis Suarez and Liverpool. Uh, players going out is going to be part of the trading activity going forward, no question. So, does that mean that Wolverhampton Wanderers could be a selling club? Are they a selling club, Luke Hatfield? I don't think it's fair to label them as a selling club. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to, to dictate, especially if you're in the Championship, because if you've got a really good player performing in the Championship, it's almost a certainty that Premier League clubs will come sniffing. Um, but con considering where they are in the Championship, I wouldn't say they're a selling club in the league that they're in. However, the likes of Helder Costa obviously only signed in, win in the winter window. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I think everyone who's seen him play knows that he's got that quality to play in the Premier League. And if, if a club does come in and offers X amount more than, than what Wolves paid, say they offer 20, even up to 25 million because of the, the price has been so inflated. I mean, I'm not saying he could go for that, but if someone does come in with an offer like that, it would be very hard for Wolves to turn it down. Uh, similarly, well, Ivan Cavallero, Ivan Cavallero hasn't, hasn't lit the world on fire as, as Costa has in the championship. But if someone comes in with a big offer for him, would Wolves turn it down? I don't know, it's tough to say, but I wouldn't say they're a selling club. Uh, in the respect of that, I mean, they have got rid of notable players in the past. Bakri Sako obviously went on free to Palace. Benik Fobe going to Bournemouth. But other than that, they've not had any massive, like, kind of push-outs like, like, like uh, nearby neighbours Warsaw have. Like last season, we mm -hmm. saw so many players there go. But I don't think Wolves are one of them clubs where you can expect to lose the majority of their players. It's just if one or two standout stars come out and a Premier League club or a club looking more likely to get into a Premier League situation comes around, then maybe they'll, they'll let them go. You've got to remember, they, they paid £13 million for Costa anyway. So yeah. if... Plus, 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 plus yeah. 30, 40 grand a week wages, so he's going to cost you a million pound in wages. And if they do sell them, there's some potentially more than that. So, so, you know, a selling club, I would define that as a, a club that picks up players on the cheap or, or develops them through their mm -hmm. academy and, mm -hmm. you know, and then sells them, like Southampton or, mm -hmm. or someone like that. I, couldn't, I wouldn't say Wolves are a selling club. It's just business, isn't it? You, yeah. you, you yeah. buy players that you think are a good deal. Well, Chelsea do it all the time. And you yeah. sell players that you think that you think is a good, for a good deal if you think it's the right the right deal for your club. Yeah, I think the benefit they've got as well is um, on top of your wealthy owner, you, you can look at clubs uh, like Cardiff or maybe a Bournemouth. They've got that guy who's willing to spend the money. Yeah. But Bournemouth in particular, the attendance is twelve thousand. So they don't see the benefit of that owner's money because you can only spend what you're bringing in. Wolves, mm. with the size of the ground they've got, and they, they don't do it too badly at filling it. Okay, it's been a little bit low at times this year, but if they can get all those guys back in, buying tickets to Molyneux, then Foson can really splash the cash because they won't fall foul of the, the, the fair play rules. Well, there's that, and also, if they do sell Costa for a fair whack, yeah. So you'll say over twenty million pounds. That then mm. actually that might be the best thing for them because then they can go then go and redistribute that money into four or five players. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where the manager comes in and the chief executive. They're going to have to identify them because if if they do do that and, and make seven, eight, nine million pound on on, on Helder Costa, and I think that's I, I really hope that they give them till till January. Give them half a season. See where Wolves are. If they're up there, then they'll keep them for the full season. I really hope they don't sell them this summer, mainly for the fans' sake. They've put all these. Um, huge offers on for, for season tickets and, yeah. and, and you know we're going to repay you if, if we hit this certain mark X amount of money. I'm not exactly sure what it is and I feel slightly they might have been duped into it with all these fashionable players and seeing Cavalier and Costa and all of a sudden you sell them in the summer and you get no offence but some more Richard Stearmans and Ben Marshalls and stuff like that the actual excitement factor I think will 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 slightly erode and I think that's you know a little bit a little bit cheeky a little bit a little bit naughty from Wolves so I really hope I understand if they but come if, in, if someone comes in with crazy money, but but I'm just thinking from a fan's point of view, I want to see Cavalier and Costa in a Wolves shirt at least until Christmas next season. I can understand that, but but how is it naughty if, if the financial fair play is crippling them that they do actually have to sell these players? Mm -hmm. and, you know, I mean, it's all very well having a wealthy owner that's worth billions, but, but they would have known this before they before they bought before they bought Costa for 13 million, wouldn't they? Mm. They would have, and then, yeah, they should have. They maybe they have factored it in. Uh, well, I remember the same scenario happen, happening when, when Reading was still in the Premier League. Uh, they did, as Nathan suggested, they put on all these season ticket deals, you can get money this. Um, 
they had fans splash out to have Gilfie Sigurdsson's name on the back, mm. and then a week or so before the season, they sold him to, I, I think it was Hoffenheim in Germany, and then they had to do a complete PR backstep and offer fans if they took their Sigurdsson shirts back in, mm. they could have a free one with another name on the back, and so it can hit you if you, yeah. if you decide to sell it too quick. You've just got to be just very careful. That, that's all I'm going to say, and I, and I think Wolves hopefully will be fine, and I think they'll keep one, if not two. I know Tim, Tim thinks differently to me. He thinks that they will both go in the summer, I really hope that's not the case, but and if they do, and they, I hope they replace them with quality, because in the, the day, Wolves and, and this city deserve deserve a team in the Premier League, and, and this has been an absolute dreadful season that no one saw coming. I don't think even at the start of the season, all the optimism around it, maybe people, maybe we were all naive in thinking that it was all going to happen overnight. It hasn't happened this way, this way, but let's hope we've got the better players and, and the better the better parts of the squad, the core of the squad going forward, that, that they can get and, and make a rush to the Premier League next year. I think anyone who studied Walter Zenger's form probably saw, <laughs> probably saw it coming. Well, that was slightly, that was slightly and, crazy. You know, there, there, there are still question marks to be had about Mendes' involvement in all mm-hmm. this, and is he using Wolves as a, as a puppet, or is he being the puppet master over them, using them as a... As a plaything for another for another one of his another one of his clubs where he he moves players around and you know as you say the fans deserve better than that and Foson and all the people involved need to make sure that doesn't happen. I think it's gonna be more fun and games over the summer and interesting times. West Brom, West Brom, Matt Wilson. Now West Brom a selling club? Are they a buying club now? I'm pretty sure they're a buying club. A buying club. I can't think of the last time they sold their best player. Mm-hmm. You'd have to say Berahino potentially in January but mm. but, so but, actually, but but actually that was the best deal for for the club as well and the Albany approved in the last the three transfer windows before that that, that they weren't going to sell their best player and they weren't willing to sell their best player unless it was a unless it was a deal that suited them um, could, could could there be a danger that, that might be about to happen because you look at the, those youngsters on the edge of the squad if they come through maybe bag six goals a season, and then suddenly City, United, are offering 20. Well, the youngsters, you may potentially, but they, they've got to prove it first, I think. I mean, Albina have in the past struggled to keep hold of their youngsters. Izzy Brown was snapped up by Chelsea. Yeah. Um, a few others, Jerome Sinclair and Jan Dander, who were, who were very promising youngsters, went to Liverpool. Um, so they've struggled to do that in the past, although they've managed to keep hold of, of some of their better players recently, the likes of Lecco and, and Field. Um, and Tyler Roberts and, and Tavon Campbell, people like that. But I, I think as for their big play, their big players or their senior players, the ones that, that really count on a match day, I don't think they're a selling club. I think you know last year Arsenal made an approach for Evans that was quite quickly turned away. Um, you know, part of this is the fact that they've got a small squad, so they can't really afford to sell anyone. You know, China, China a Chinese club bid thirty-two million pounds for Rondon in, in January. But whether you want that money or not, you can't sell him because he's only one of two strikers. Mm. Yeah. So there, there's that, there's, there is that factor that actually they can't be a selling club because they haven't got the players. They simply haven't got the staff. What, what I think Pulis has done really well is the pl- players he's sold have basically been deadwood. He's got rid of the, the, the people he doesn't want. So he, he, Christian Gamboas, um, Sebastian Pocognoli, um, you know, players like this that weren't going to get a game under him. Craig Gardner. Now, I... Craig Gardner used to get a lot of stick from the fans, uh, perhaps slightly unfairly, but you know it's it's plain to see that Jake Livermore is a massive upgrade on Craig Gardner. Mm. So what he's doing is he's he's not he's not necessarily selling um, he's not selling his best players. He's just getting rid of the slowly but surely building up mm. the team. You know, you look at Claudio Jacob, who's been fantastic for the club for the past five years, and he's been really good this season as well. But now he's not getting in the team because we've got Darren Fletcher, who's both Man United and Joe Livermore, an England international at central, central midfield. And he, what he's doing is slowly but surely, step by step, building up uh, each part of the team and then getting rid of whoever is, you know, mm. falls off the, 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 the end of the bed, as it were, I suppose. Um, and it's a really clever, slow approach to, um, to transfer activity. It doesn't always work. You look at James Chester and Callum at Manaman, who, who he bought in both for big money. You know, Chester was eight million, Manaman was five, um, and it didn't work out for either of them. Um, but not everyone, I suppose, is going gonna, is gonna to stick. But the last few have, you know, Livermore, Phillips, Neom, mm. um, obviously Evans, Fletcher, Rondon. They're, they're all now first team players, and, and, and they're crucial to, to this fantastic season. So I would say they're a buying club. Um, 
you know, it'd be interesting to see in the summer if anyone, if anyone above them comes in for the likes of Evans mm-hmm. or 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 any other players. You know, the likes of Phillips. But actually, you know, I, I, I can't see a top six club coming in for many of of those players. N- none of them are really stars. Are they? They kind of they're mm-hmm. a great team. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah, I think Pulis has done it perfectly in the, in the sense that he's kept us quite quite small, but not. They've, they've done well, they've managed the injuries very well and any injuries that they have done, they've, they've kept them on a minimum. But it's also good because you've seen larger squads like, for example, Wolves and Villa to an extent where players have begun to question whether they're making a squad one week and not the next. Whereas West Brom, you don't have any of that because they all know where they are and where they are in that squad and where they're going to play. And it, it just kind of builds a better team morale, I think. And also, it, you've seen recently the likes of Robson Carnu and James McLean come in and... and, and Perform admirably and be some of the best players on the pitch be- mm. because they know that if they that they're part of the squad, but if they get into that team, then they'll stay in there. Mm. And there's there's a great team cohesion there, like you say, because there are very few. In fact, there are no senior players that aren't getting into the 18, as mm. it were. Good chat, guys. Enjoyed that. It was one of the better segments I think the last few weeks. Uh, maybe with the worrying omitter, maybe it might have been replaced. I think replaced potentially in the future. And that was a good. By the segment. way, Villa Villa are definitely a buying club. Oh <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, buy anyone and everyone. Uh, we haven't got time to go into them. Uh, fancy quiz? Fancy yes. quiz, everyone. Let's, Let's go for a it. quiz. Three-way quiz. Let's have a look. What have we got this week? What have we got? It's still loading. Uh, 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 uh. And Matt Wilson's looking at his watch because he's got to go soon. OK, everyone, it's family fortunes. Now, how are we going to work this? <laughs> Lee Sanders is just like literally, literally look like he's going to be murdered. OK, here we go. This we, oh, since, wow. since you've been in, Lee, we've, um, we've had a budget in the Express and Star Football podcast and we have got my trusty little electro... Fourteen pound yeah. ninety nine piece of equipment. Wow. So what we're going to do is because it's three way, we're going to have we're gonna have a, a living, aren't they? We're going to have a bit of a round, yeah, they are round <laughs> robin here. So you're each going to have two. You know, you're going to play each other basically, okay? Against in, in a quick fire family fortunes. Okay. The person who has the most and second most wins will go to a Fun. final. The person who doesn't, yeah, game over, okay? And if it's a three way tie, well then you can all go home. Okay, ready? I've got, I've got, I've got something ready for that. So the first one's Luke Hatfield versus Lee Sanders. Oh, Are you ready? Here we go. So you've got to put your fingers on the buzzers if you know. Are you ready? Yeah. Top one, two, three, four, five. Top seven answers on the board. Can you name the top seven championship top scorers this season? Oh, Luke Hatfield. Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham. Ting is there, Ooh. but he's only the third most popular answer. Can Lee, name Can the Lee two? Sanders top that? Uh, Jonathan Codger. Jonathan Codger is there, Ting! But it is number five. So, Ooh. can you? Do you want to play or do you want to pass, Luke? Hatfield? I'm doing the classic Tim Spears move and passing. Oh, he's passing. Way. He's passing it. He's passing to Lee Sanders, who's got a great record of quizzes <laughs> in uh, the ENS Football Podcast. This is time for redemption. Lee Sanders, you have. Seven, so there's two that have been taken, so five more to get, including the two top answers. Can Abraham you give me them? Codger, isn't it? Abraham and Codger have gone. Um, Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale. Ting is number two. Newcastle United, 21 goals this season. Him. So, second, third, and fifth you've taken. He's got more than Gale. No, I don't know. I don't know he's got more than Gale. And a lot more than Gale. Is Oh... Tom Hammond in there. He likes oh, I like that. I like that. It's not there. It's not there. That's one lifeline gone. Luke Hatfield, you might get a chance to steal. Have a think. He's looking pretty confident, I think, at the moment. Have we got any others? Lee Sanders. The team's at the top there. <laughs> Silence is golden on a podcast. Excellent yeah, news. Um, what do you think, Matt? Who's, who's your money on this? Um, in this Luke's got this in Luke the back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think he has got these above, hasn't he? And obviously, top scorers is where I fell flat last time. Yeah. So, uh... Yes, it is. It's not a good record for you. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with today. I'm gonna have to rush you. A bit of an outside bet. Okay, he's gonna uh, struggle. Naki Wells. Oh yeah, Naki Wells. Oh. And you have got one left, one lifeline left. I'm gonna have to time you. I'm gonna timing you. I'm gonna be five. 
four. Just say Ricky Lambert. Three. <laughs> two. We, we'll go with Kenneth Zahore. Kenneth Zahore <laughs> is not there. Ah, he carried oh. on. So, goes over to Luke Hatfield. Luke Hatfield for the steal. I'm, I'm trying to think of his oh. first name. Oh. I'm trying to think of his first name. Oh. I've got his last one. Uh, Wood. Would you? Would you? Would you? I need the team at least. Leeds. Is it there? Ting number one, Chris Wood. Uh, Leeds United, 24 goals this season. Three more goals than Dwight Gale. Oh, Hatfield takes it. You said lots more than Dwight Gale. That's three goals yeah. is pretty lot, is a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decent 24 to 21, yeah, in, in, in a goal scoring charge, I think. Uh, Glenn Murray, 18 goals. Wow. Scott, wow. Scott Hogan, 15. Uh, he was my second one. And Cameron Jerome. With oh, Judas. Oh, Judas. 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 Makes Cardiff City player. Nice to see a baggie there at the top of the charts, isn't it? <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, so you basically... The next one is between... That's not the one. The next one is between Matt Wilson and Lee Sanders. Oh, Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Straight nice into it. Break. Have a break. Have a break, Luke, after you. Are we ready? Top six answers on the board. Can you name the top six most appearances ever by a Manchester United player? Yes. Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs. Ting number one, 672 league appearances. Top six are on the board. Would you like to play or pass? I'll play that. He's playing Ooh. it. Nice, nice. I like that. Confidence. I like that. So Ryan Giggs, number one, you have got five to five, Mr. Wilson. Charlton, Bobby Charlton. Bobby Charlton, number two, 606 league appearances. Rooney. Wayne Rooney, ooh, number six, scraped in there, yes, with 386 appearances. Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes is in there, number three on the list, 499 appearances. Gosh. So how many do I need? Two to come. Oh, dear. <laughs> two to come. Schmeichel. Schmeichel oh. is not in the top ten, and the cockiness might not pay off. <laughs> <laughs> Sanders family, you may get a chance to steal. Make sure you confer. They're all whispering there in the corner. All the Sanders family. Wilson, looking concerned. Brian Robson. Brian Robson. It's good. Is it there? It's not there. It's not there. You need one more. One more. You need two more. Two, two, more. two more. One One is old school. And if you get him, um, you can drop the mic and get out. One is... Very much in the forefront of people's minds. Very much in the well, forefront. Well, everyone Still will know playing. who he is. Still everyone playing. will know who he is. Still playing. You've got one more guess. Right, the old school one. I think the, the everyone will know who he is. It's either Keane or Beckham, but I don't know which one it is. And the old school one, I'm going for Dennis Law. Dennis Law. Very impressive. Is it there? Oh, <laughs> it's not. It's not. So, to stay in the competition, hopefully... Lee Sanders. Oh, I forgot about that. I shouldn't have given it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will go for, for Beckham. Is it there? It's not. Matt Wilson oh. wins the game. Matt Wilson wins the game. Uh, Bill Folks, 566 oh. appearances. Uh, yeah, Folks. And Gary Neville. Oh, oh he had him. He had I him saw you list. write it down and I was like, yeah, that's a good one. Gary, I Gary Neville, Neville. Five, 400 appearances. So. Annoying. It's Luke Hatfield versus Matt Wilson. You've got to hope and pray that Luke Hatfield beats Matt Wilson so you can both tie in second with zero. <laughs> oh no, because Matt Wilson's already won, so you're through anyway. Of course you are. You've got one, you've got one, you've got zero. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is this is basically dead rubber. This, this is wanna, just for fun. Do you want to play this is the final? Yeah, yeah. No, well, let's play this one for fun and then we play, play the final. Then, then you play the final. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is we'll that okay? We've got, we're doing okay for time. We're doing okay for time. Yeah, that's fine. Lee, you just sit there, okay? And just think about, think about what you've done. <laughs> do you want to get the coffees in? Yeah. Uh, okay, let me find. I've lost my, I've lost my bit here. Okay, bear with me. Okay, here we go. Fingers on the buzzers, please. There have been five Premier League managers sacked this season. Name them. Oh, yes. Ooh. Matt Wilson. And um, by the way, top answer is the most recent to the one at the start of the season, which was number five. It doesn't really matter. The most recent being like oh, this God. last month. Um, who was the most recent? Who's just gone? Oh, has is, is, is your boy just gone? Here we go. Oh, I don't know if he's gone. 
Whiskey, mate. Oh, damn. I don't, has he gone? I'm going to say again, in top five... I've got an answer, but then he, then he changed the rules, didn't he? Say, Halfway through. I'm going to say, um, have been sacked, I'll say, have been sacked as manager. I'll go, have been sacked? Have been sacked as manager. No, no, uh, mutually... Oh, oh, God. Okay, I'll, I'm going to go with, with what I had, which is Bob Bradley. Bob Bradley. Ting is there, number three, 27th of December, Mr. Bob Bradley. I talk please. I talk Ting number one. Middlesbrough gone. Would you like to play or pass? Uh, I'll pass. Pass. Passing to Matt Wilson. Matt Wilson. Three answers on the board. Just three. I need to get. Is it? Sorry, four answers on the board. Four to get. Well, you said top five, didn't you? I know it's top six. Right. <laughs> okay. Thanks for. It's thanks okay. For... It'll probably help you. Blimey. Okay. Uh, right. Let's go through them. Some of them are very easy. Um, and my mind's gone blank. Oh, um, So, uh, Ranieri. Ranieri Ting, 23rd of March. Very good. Um, Three to find. Do, 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 do. Who? Who is it? Pardew. Alan Pardew. Very good. Ting, 22nd of December. Two to get. Two to get. Who who who, <coughs> who was the Swansea manager before? Two to get before Bradley. Two to get. What was his? Who was it? Oh, it's too far back in my mind. Was the earliest one actually? Uh, the Twitter generations killed me. I can't think that far back. Um, rush you for your first. Okay. One. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me. Four, <laughs> three, <laughs> two. Wait, why one. are you rushing me? That's one lifeline gone. You've got three lifelines. Remember. We can't have any silence time. Okay, well, on. you fill, fill. I'm filling, we're filling, we're filling. Um, uh, have you got one hat field? Are you confident? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think there's one, one very easy one, to be fair, isn't there? Is there an easy one? A big, well, I would, I would a big, big, Well, no, well don't no, give him any clues. Sorry, I want to be a big name. It's not Andrew Turton. I know who the other Swansea one was, just to annoy Right, me. okay, that is near, but you're Welsh. I'm trying, I'm trying. There's more about Swansea, they just card it. Who are the other rubbish teams? Sunderland, no. Palace, no. Well, they are rubbish. No, I know, but um, I'm trying to get teams. Uh, oh, oh uh, ah, Mike Phelan. Yes, Mike Phelan. Ting. One more to get. And it's the Swansea guy. And it's the Swansea <laughs> guy. <laughs> Who was it? What's his name? Oh, do you want to tell you? Uh, no, oh. I don't want to tell me. I don't I've think got... Luke will get this either, to be fair. Do you know it? I don't think I, he's got that I anymore. think I know. I, I can't think he's... In... Ah, was it... Um... The first name's interesting. Ah, oh, was it... Um... I'm picture his face now. Can was you... it Flores? Last one, last guess, quickly. We need to move on quickly. We've got one more segment left of a quiz. Wait, 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 wait. Albion played Swansea when Bradley was there, I'm sure. Um, I'm trying to think who he was. You don't need your life story, Matt. Did he, sorry, did he start? Did he start this season at the start in the summer? He actually did start this summer, yes. So and he, he was. He started in the summer. Yes, he got sacked on the 30th of the he August. Was temporary last year. He was temporary last year. Yeah. He was dividing time. Alan, Alan uh, Curtis. Here we no. go. Here we go. Here we go. Luke Hatfield for I the win. I don't know it. I was going to say Kike Sanchez. Flores. Lee Sanders. Uh, Francesco Guilin. Yes. Ah. Thank you very much. Here's the match. Very good. Very good. So Hatfield wins that. So not what? What does oh, no, Hatfield no, no. win? He that? wins that. No, sorry. Um, um, uh, <laughs> wins that. Wins that. So you've got two, one. Zero. Yeah. I feel like I want Lee to come into the last thing, so I feel like I feel I'm going to give you the, the the moral victory of winning the little round robin. But everyone's in for this one, okay? I want right. Lee to, to okay. come back into it because it is is a bit interactive and it is who dares wins. Ooh. Who dares wins? Okay, here we go. Bidding up war. Who's gonna Who's gonna <sighs> offer the biggest bid? Sports Personality of the Year. Oh, blimey. Oh, Since the year 2000. Oh, my goodness. So the last 16 years of Sports Personality, can you name as many people who have either finished first, second, or third oh my God. in the 65 names? Can you name as many as you can who finished either first, second, or third Sports Personality of the Year? We're going to start off the bidding, please. Matt Wilson. Eight. Eight is the eight is the first bid. I'll go I'll go around in a snake order. So Luke Hatfield. I'll go ten. Ten. Eleven. Eleven Lee Sanders. Eleven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. Thirteen. Thirteen. What happens if you don't want to go higher? 
You have to say name it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be then, 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 the between these two. Then, then, then there's one runner-up and one winner if they get it. You know what I mean? You, you basically oh, yeah. run yourself out of it. Um, go on then. Name them. Okay, so it's between you two now. So we're at 13. Okay, so I'll say 14. 14? Name them. Name them. You've got 14 to name. So basically now, Lee can't win regardless of anything. If you get it wrong, Luke Hatfield wins because you were the last two who were bidding against each other. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, 14. Oh, I didn't realise that was going to be. I would have... <laughs> Oh, the backed out of the way. 14! Jesus. <laughs> he's literally just waved a white flag. I tell you what, I never want to have a quiz between Lee Sanders and Andrew Turton. It could be literally here for hours. I've been having brilliant. I just think that the rules explaining beforehand would have been good. It, oh, incredible scene. It's okay, it's okay. Don't yes, worry. We've got a new quiz gate here. Lee, um, Matt Wilson, 14. Can you name them, please? Start us off. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, a ting number one, two 2014 winner. AP McCoy. AP McCoy, two, yes, 2010 winner. Going for winners here, I like it. Max Whitlock. Max Whitlock. Ooh. Is Max he... Whitlock. Is he there? Is he there? He's got to be there. Came second, didn't he, the other year? Please Ooh, use the buzzer. Does second place get you the sports person of the year? When was the sports person of the year? You hasn't been won this year, has there? No. 2016 was the last one. Yeah. Which yeah. was won by Andy Murray. Murray. Yeah. You, you, said, you said first, second or third. First, second or third. I've got the first, second or third here. Andy Murray, 2016. Second was Alistair Brownlee. And third was Nick Skelton, show jumping. I've, got, I've even got Nick Skelton. Well, he's not there now, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone. Gone. Luke oh. Hatfield takes the win. Oh, Matt I Wilson. had so many. <laughs> How many more did you have? Farrah, Ennis, well, yeah. Skelton, McElroy, Murray, McElroy, yeah. Mark Cavendish, far, Bradley Wiggins, Asterisk, oh, yeah. Jessica all of them. Ennis, Redgrave was there, Hoy, Flintoff, Zara Phillips, Vincent, Beth Tweddle, Ricky Hatton. Are we sure Whit Whitlock came second? Well, well maybe give him a give him a call, <laughs> give him an interview, but he's not. You look devastated. believe it. Robbed Max Whitlock, fourth. Call him fourth, okay? Oh, well, at least I won the other one. Let's finish off with predictions, everyone. We're nearing the witching hour. Let's finish off with predictions this weekend. Big game. Let's start off with Luke Hatfield's team, Aston Villa against Norwich City. Luke Hatfield. Villa, resurgent. 2 0 win, I think. 2 0. He's still looking up. He's looking sports buzzers. <laughs> he, 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 he is devastated. <laughs> devastated. Uh, Lee Sanders. Uh, 1 0 Villa. 1 0 Villa. And Matt Wilson. Um, one, one, one. One, 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 okay. Happy days. Uh, Bradford. Willow just got <laughs> the second. Yeah. <laughs> Bradford City against Warsaw. Uh, Warsaw stinker 2 0 up against South End, lost 3 2. Bradford City, fifth in League One. Uh, probably not going to reach the top two, but Warsaw, uh, are they just playing for pride now? Lee Sanders. Uh, Bradford are pretty decent at home. Sorry, Walsall, but but 3 0 to the Bantams. Oh, 3 0. Bantams. Rubbing. Yeah. Matt Wilson is still on his phone. Yeah, Max Whitlock didn't win it. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go for. Yeah, I, I, I think Bradford will be too strong as well. Mm. Two. I think it'll be a bit close, though. 2 1. 2 1. Yeah, I had 2 1 as well. 2 1 as well, okay. Neil Poif and Walsall. Uh, Old Trafford, we head to Manchester United against West Bromwich Albion. We'll come to you last. We'll go Luke Hatfield first. I think I think the baggies are for Strayham. I really do. Nice. I think you're them one all. Nice. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Good result. Lee? Uh, I also think they'll frustrate them, but but United to win 1-0, I don't think Albion will score. Again, I hope I'm wrong. United to win 1-0. And Matthew Wilson? Um, well, who knows after the win against Arsenal, maybe they will go there and do it, and they've, they've proved they can do it at Old Trafford before. But I just think that, that United are so good at the moment. I'm going to go for... 1-0 to United. That's 1-0 to United. I have to speak of it. It's 1-0 to United. So 1-0 to United. <laughs> Excellent news. And the big one of the weekend. It's Ricky. Wolverhampton <laughs> Wanderers. Cardiff City. We'll start off with Matt Wilson. I think it's going to be a brilliant game. Um, <laughs> capped off with a stunning 35-yard screamer from Ricky Lambert. Incredible scenes. 3-2 to Cardiff. <laughs> 3-2 to Cardiff. Judah. Wow. Judah. You're the one who's bringing these Costa coffees as well. It's, it's, it's bringing both of us. Is it for both of us? Well, I'll try and get him to, to, to bring in a couple, to be fair. So. Well, well, so if you lose, then you'll bring me some as well. So. Yeah, that's true. I'm in a win-win situation. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay. 3-2 Cardiff. 
I don't share Matt's optimism about the game. I think it's going to be a bit of a tough one for both sides. Um, and the spectators. Yeah, probably. Oh. Um, I, won't, I, I, won't, I won't be as harsh to say nil-nil, but one all. One-one. And Lee Sanders, with Tim Spears listening, literally at the edge of his seat. What's the prediction? I'm hoping I'm going to get my £30 worth in goals. Um, nice. There's usually goals in this one. I'll go for 2-2. 2-2, 2-2. Two, two. Two, two, two. I think, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be an interesting game. I think 1-1. One, one. Who said 1-1? One, one? I did. Yeah, I think maybe a 1-1 one, one draw, I think, potentially, so... What are, you, what are you laughing at here? Oh dear. Oh, dear. Cristiano Ronaldo's bust at his new airport and he looks ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you added the second part of that sentence. Just <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo's bust, we're all laughing. <laughs> On that note, um, that's the end of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Uh, Lee Sanders, pleasure to come on. Um, I think maybe just come on just generally next time and I'll probably tell you the quiz answers before we come on, which will make you competitive, <laughs> yes. which will be great. So thanks for having you on. Gentlemen, you two, as always, absolute pleasure. Enjoy the weekend if you're going to a game. Have a great one. Take care. Bye-bye.